2004, I came to San Antonio with high hopes, big dreams, but not much of a plan for the future. I had just graduated college, but I didn't have any plans for future education or no jobs lined up, and I only knew a handful of people. But I just knew that I needed to be here in San Antonio. About a week into me being here in San Antonio, I get a phone call from a childhood friend I hadn't heard from in quite some time, and he said, hey, Jonathan, I understand that you're in San Antonio just like me. I'd love for you to come and hang out with me and my friends at a friend's house. We're going to have fun. We're going to have some pizza. I'd love to introduce you to them, and I'd love for you to come along. I said, sure, absolutely, I'd go. And so I went and had fun. At the end of the night, my friend came up to me. He said, hey, what'd you think? I said, this is great. This is right where I need to be. He said, hey, well, what are you doing Sunday? I said, I don't know. He said, why don't you come to this church that I attend? It's called Westover Hills, and I'd like for you to come. I said, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. He said, why don't you come? I said, okay. So I came to Westover, and I sat in the balcony at the very last row, heard great worship, and I heard a preacher preach a really great sermon. And while I was sitting there, I said, wow, this is where I need to be. At the end of service, my friend came up to me again. He said, what'd you think? I said, hey, it was great. He said, why don't you come to our young adults gathering? I'd love for you to meet some more of my friends. And also, hey, by the way, there's this girl I think you need to meet. Her name is Danae. I said, well, tell me about her. He says, you just need to meet her. She's great. I think you guys will click. I said, whoa, 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 I'm not ready for that. He said, why don't you come? So I show up to this young adult gathering, and I'm looking around, and I'm asking my friend, is that Danae? Is that Danae? He's like, no, 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 that, none of those ladies are Danae. I said, well, where's Danae? He says, I don't know. She's usually here, but she's not here today. But he kept inviting me, and I kept coming. At the next young adult gathering, lo and behold, a, lady, a young lady walks in, and then my friends do something weird. They create this space right beside me, and she walks up, and she extends her hand, and she says, Hi, I'm Danae, and I said, Hi, I'm Jonathan, and that's where it all began. That day, her life, I mean my life, changed <laughs> forever. Now, what Danae didn't tell me I didn't find this out until she invited me to sit at the front row. I started in the balcony, and then she invited me to sit in actually the second row. I didn't realize that she was related to the preacher. She conveniently left that out. But I said yes to the invitation, and 17 years later, here we are. You'll never know what accepting the invitation of Jesus through other people can do in your life. And in fact, that's the title of my message today. It's Accept the Invitation. Accept the Invitation. I want to suggest to you, I want to actually emphatically say to you is that Jesus is issuing an invitation to you and I to be in relationship with him and to be in relationship with other people. And with that in mind, I want to invite you to join me in Mark chapter 1. Open up your Bible, your Bible app, your Westover app. We're going to look at the story of Jesus calling and extending an invitation to his very first disciples. We're going to be in verse 16 and following. Again, let's look together at the word of God. Verse 16. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. I want to pause here and say that 
It doesn't matter what you're doing or what circumstance you're in. Jesus sees you even before you see him. And he's wanting to meet you even before you've met him. He's willing to walk through your neighborhood just in the hopes that you'll pay attention and you'll look up to see him. Jesus was willing to step into their neighborhood to find them. And I want to say the same to you. Jesus is willing to step into your life to find you. Whether it's a neighborhood or the hood or it's at a job or it's at a place of business, Jesus is always looking for you. And then he issues this invitation. Look what it says in verse 17. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and they followed him. They left immediately. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Today, Jesus is inviting us into relationship with him because if we connect with him, he'll give us a better life. In this series, we've been talking about how we're better together. The best way for us to be better together is to be better together with him first. Seeking Jesus, following Jesus. In fact, if you want to have a better life, follow Jesus. If you want to have a better life, follow Jesus. Look at what it says in verse 17 and 18. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and they followed him. They made the decision to follow Jesus. If there's one thought I want you to leave with here today, I want, it, I want it to be etched in your heart and in your spirit, is that you'll never regret saying yes to following Jesus. You'll never regret following Jesus. Why? Because he'll take you from where you're at into his future. You may have plans about your life, but God has something even better for you right around the corner that he wants to give to you. This is why Jesus was looking for those disciples. He wanted to give them a hope and a better future. And if you want that as well, choose to follow Jesus. I love what Jesus does here. He does two things here in this verse. Number one, he invites them in. He says, I want to have a relationship with you. Because if you have a relationship with me, your life is going to be better. He invites them in. He says, I want intimacy. I want connection. I want you to know about who I am. I want to tell you about who you are because the more we get close to him and learn about him, the more we discover who he created us to be. Jesus invited them in and they accepted the invitation. And today Jesus is extending the same invitation to us. He's saying to each one of us, come, follow me. Come, follow me. Simon Peter and Andrew decided to follow Jesus. They accepted the invitation. But we are also presented with that same question. Are we willing to accept the invitation? I want to implore to you that you would accept the invitation of Jesus because if you do, he'll make your life better than you ever thought if we're just willing to follow him. They were willing to accept the invitation. The second thing that Jesus does is once they accept the invitation, he changes their purpose. Why? Because they are willing to follow him. I've discovered that earthly decisions determine eternal destiny. The decisions we make here on earth determine our eternal destiny. If we choose to follow him today, tomorrow, next week, next year, it'll impact eternity. Not only for ourselves, but also the people in our life, our children and our family. They decided 
to choose him. And when they chose him, this is what happened. Verse 17 says that they were fishermen. But later on in the passage, it says that he would send them out to fish for people. You may think like that your life is ordinary and that you're just doing the run-of-the-mill thing in your life, but there's bigger dreams in your life. Jesus is the one that can catalyze you into a better future. He can take your ordinary life and make it extraordinary. And I don't know about you, but I want to have an extraordinary life. And the only way that we can have an extraordinary life is if we choose to follow Jesus. I want to encourage you, follow him today. Why? Because deep devotion increases ministry magnitude. Deep devotion increases ministry magnitude. If you want your life to make a difference, if you want to make a kingdom impact, have a deep devotion to him. He changes their purpose and he changes their future. I was looking at just the disciples this week and what I discovered is that all of Jesus' disciples were between the ages of 13 and 30. 13 and 30. For you see, at the age of 30, a rabbi could start taking on disciples. That's the reason why Jesus started at the age of 30, because that was the custom in the culture. But the rabbis never took disciples that were older than them. They always took disciples that were younger than them. And they were between the ages of 13 and 30. But there are some scholars that, that suggest that the disciples were between the ages of 13 and 20. In fact, probably 10 out of the 12 disciples were under the age of 20. What this tells me is that Jesus has a disproportionate call to the next generation. He's reaching out to the next generation and he's saying, will you come and follow me? Will you pursue me with all your life? If you're willing to follow me, I'll give you the dreams of your heart and I'll take you into the future. Church, we need to be a family that comes alongside and rallies behind the next generation so that they know who Jesus is and they choose to follow him. Parents, if you want your kids to follow Jesus, follow him first and then invite them to follow him as well. If you want to put this into practice, this upcoming Friday, we're going to have a student conference called the Momentum Student Conference. God wants to catalyze and add momentum to their life so they can become all that he intends for them to become. Yes, they're going to have fun. They're going to have an after party. They're going to have snacks. But most importantly, they're going to have the opportunity to hear God call out to them and say, come follow me, and he will lead them into the future. If you want God to birth dreams and visions in the lives of your students, then register them today. This is the last day to register online. We want your students here so they can hear the voice of God. But also to the parents and the adults, we have another opportunity we'd like to inform you of. It's called the Jesus Experience. And really what it is, it's a deep dive into the Gospel of Mark, one of the biographies of Jesus. We're gonna gather together and we're gonna read the words of Jesus and hear what he has to say to us. It starts next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. in room 100. I think it's gonna be transformative. I think we're gonna hear the voice of God in a powerful way. And if you wanna follow Jesus, step into this. If you're looking to advance in your walk and to hear him in a a very deep way, be a part of Jesus' experience. The second way to have a better life is to do life with Jesus and others. Don't do life alone. Do life with Jesus and others. God didn't create us to do life alone. In fact, he wanted us to be better, and the only way we can be better is if we're together with him and with other people. Jesus did the same for Simon, Peter, and Andrew. They were brothers, but they were alone. 
and he knew they needed some other people to come alongside them. And so this is what it says in verse 19 and 20. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James and his brother John. Without delay, he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee and followed him. Jesus knew that in about three and a half years, four years, that Simon, Peter, and Andrew were gonna need James and John at the end of his ministry. So what does Jesus do? He gathers them together. He connects them together. He creates this relationship glue between them so that they could support one another once he was gone. Many of us, we think that we can do life alone just with Jesus. Jesus is all we need, but what we see from the example here is that we need each other. We need each other. We need other believers. I love what we see from this passage is that not only was Simon, Peter, and Andrew's response immediate, but from the example of James and John, we see that it was complete. The the verses tell us that Simon, Peter, and Andrew, they left immediately, right away. But then, James and John, they left everything behind. I wanna suggest to you that God is inviting us to have an immediate and a complete response to him, being willing to leave anything and everything behind to follow him. And if you do, you'll discover the best life possible. There's a lady in our church, her name is Selena. She's very busy. She's married, she has kids, she works a full-time job. And she was coming to church, but she sensed that there was something missing. Her life was in turmoil and she couldn't figure it out. It just so happened that she was talking to a work colleague about this issue who was also a believer. And that friend said to her, well, why don't you join a life group? She said, okay. She took a step of faith. And what she discovered was, not only was was her relationship with Jesus even better, but she found love, the love of God through relationship with other people. I want you to hear her story. Take a look. My life was in turmoil. My life was very, very busy with kids, work, business, husband. And I always had an excuse as to why I couldn't make time. And it wasn't until my broker said, what are you doing with your free time? Why don't you join a life group? And I said, you know what, I'm gonna do it. That was what really made me look for a group that you know fit my schedule and I found Nicole. And even though they say I'm the mama of the group because I'm the oldest, they have given me so much wisdom and so much love and no judgment and it just feels amazing. It has completely changed the perspective I've had for myself, how God views me. Even though I've made many mistakes, he still loves me. And as long as you come with your whole heart in it, you're gonna be blessed like I have been. Now, Selena's story is just one story of a life that was changed by choosing to do life with Jesus and other people. The people seated right beside me have also discovered that same truth. This is our life group. Pastor Danae and I, we decided a couple of years ago to start a family life group because we realized that there was a need in our own life to be connected to other people. It wasn't enough for us to just be in ministry and to do ministry, but we needed to live that out in our own life. And so these are just a couple of the couples and families in our group. And we're so glad that you guys are here. Give them a hand, guys. Here's my question to Blake and Brooke. What made you decide to say yes and accept the invitation to be part of our group? Dessert. Um, 
No, uh, truly for us, it was the community aspect. I mean, we were in a very transitional period when we joined your group. We had been living in Houston for four years for school and yeah. come back, and we knew we were getting into this very busy time in, in my career and in Brooke's career, and we knew that we needed the community to be able to support us, and, and so we knew we couldn't do it alone, so that's why we jumped in. Yeah, and we knew that we were really busy, but we felt like that investment was so important. We didn't have the time not to. And what that return, that investment has made a yeah. huge return. And what that looks like is friendships for us, friendships for our kids, yeah. um, texts in between us, you know, when Absolutely. we're not meeting, checking on each other, being there for each other, and just really having that family. We call each other family, friends and family. And yeah. that's, it's been a blessing for us. Absolutely. And it's so easy to sometimes make the excuse, I don't have time for group. Yeah. But so, we get to the point that we say we, don't, we can't not do it because we need it's it so essential. much. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so for Nicole and for Daniel, you are also a part of our group and have been in our group for a couple of years as well. Um, my question to you is, how has being in a group made your family and your life better? Um. This is a good question. Uh, when we joined, it was kind of a, a lonely time in our life, honestly. Um, we were going through a transition as well. We were a young couple with young kids, and a lot of our friends were not in the same life stage anymore. And so it felt like a, a strange time. And so um, really joining a life group gave us that community again that we could also learn from other couples and other families, people we could grow with. And um, let, me, let me tell you, if you've ever walked the length of the hallway and not had a conversation with somebody, that just means you need to be in a life group. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> because that's when your church becomes your family, yeah. becomes that family, yeah, that friends and family. And um, it's, it's game-changing for us. It really is. And to be honest, it was a little bit daunting, even though this was our church home. Um, I wanted to lean into my introvert ways and, you know, just go with the people yeah. that I knew beforehand. But like you guys said, the connection was needed. And um, it really became more of our home. Absolutely. And I said this the other day that not only do we all have community together, um, all of the adults, our kids have created community. And that's what's yeah. so awesome to see is within all of our families, our kids are connected and they have friendships. And they're the ones that are asking sometime, when is life group going to happen? Where, yeah. When are we going to have our friends over? Because it just means so much to them. And so we just truly appreciate our group. These folks are, are our friends. We have friends in, here in the church, and they're life-giving to us, and we, we seek to be life-giving to them as well. And I want you to know that this is not just our experience, but the, the experience of many people in life groups as well. And this is why we encourage it, because we want the church to become your family. Don't do life alone. Do life with Jesus and others. Give them a hand. Thank you. Our journey of faith is better together. Our journey of faith is better together. When we choose to be connected, not only to him, but also to the other people, he makes our life better. And if you have this yearning in your heart that you feel like something's incomplete in your life, then choose community, lean into it. God has someone he wants for you to connect to. As I said before at the beginning of this series, you're an answer to prayer for someone else. I want to encourage you to lean in. And if you want to join a group, I just want to invite you to text groups to the number on the screen. Our life group team wants to help you get connected to some other groups so that your life can be better 
And in fact, if you want to get connected today, at the end of service, our life group team will be here right at the front at the altar area. They'd love to talk to you about how you can get connected. They'd love to walk you through the group finder to help you find the group that fits your life, your life stage, your availability. We want to come alongside you so you don't have to do life alone, so you can be connected to other people. But I also know that there's some of you who God's been tapping on the shoulder. He's been inviting you to step up and to step in and to become a life group leader. All, it, all, it mean, all, is, all that's needed to become a life group leader is being willing to say yes to Jesus, being willing to follow the steps that we provide, and God can lead you to become a group leader. So I invite you to text LEAD to the number on the screen. We wanna come alongside you, give you all the tools you need so that you can lead other people to create community together. Jesus has a purpose for each one of us, and it involves him and other people. And so today as I close, I wanna invite you to stand I want to invite you to stand, set aside every distraction. And I want to say, Jesus is calling you. He's saying, come follow me. Come follow me in relationship and come follow me into community. He's inviting each one of us. And I want to challenge you to accept the invitation. Accept the invitation of Jesus because he knows what you need. And if you're willing to follow him, he'll take you to places you never dreamed before. You'll feel love, you'll feel encouragement, you'll feel peace, you'll feel reassurance as you connect with Jesus and with other people. Don't do life alone. Do life with other people. Accept the invitation because life is better and it's better together. Well, to put that into practice,